Look who decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Levels. No one has missed with the levels since the last podcast. The levels are good. Thank you. Good morning or good day or good evening or whatever. This is the early show later podcast. I'm Karis. I am Jeremy. This is episode 87, Expo Ernie Conspiracy Cast. Do you think we should brand our studio? Sometimes when I hear other radio programs, they're like coming to you live from the whatever whatever studio. It's usually paid for thing like brought to you by the, you know, Accenture Plus Stadium studio. We need that. Okay. Welcome to the Early Show Later podcast studio, otherwise known as the uh, Broken Window Waterlogged Studio. For now. But the naming rights are available. Very. To you, corporate podcast listener. Yes. And for a very reasonable donation, Mm -hmm. uh, not a donation, fee or whatever, you can uh, sponsor the podcast studio. But- It's got to be a pretty decent fee, and we want free product. Yep, and also we need to have some kind of cool sign we that we'd put oh, up here. The, the walls in here are very bare. You know, I walked the other day past the, the Storm Crow, uh, you know, the nerd bar up on Broadway there. Yes, they're only there's that's the only one left. That's there used to be left. one on commercial, and Dang, it closed. So sad. Yeah. Um, and they had a sign that said, like, live nerds, like a neon sign. I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. Real live nerds. Yeah, so we could have like live nerds and it flashes and it's like, oh, is it going to say nudes? It doesn't. It no, doesn't. It says no. nerds. <laughs> yeah, we got you. All right. Anyway, sorry. That was a tangent. We didn't need to go on, but uh, I like you're that out idea, there. Though. You're out there, corporate podcast sponsor. We want to talk about MeUndies or Substack or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we will do the audio table of contents. Maybe we should do that right now. Yeah, we're, we have lots going on today. Uh, we're going to be talking about a study that was done in England about cognitive abilities and looking into whether it's not rocket science or it's not brain surgery is actually really an accurate thing to say, you know, sort of putting br- necessarily brain surgeons and rocket scientists on this pedestal of being smarter than everybody else. Is that fair? You just you sound sour because you didn't get invited on a spaceship to the, you know what to the International Space Station. That's Fine. how you sound. Okay, yeah, you know and what? That's you're right. how you're going to sound when this clip plays later. Okay, Jeremy, it's true, but that's okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with sounding sour. We're also going to talk today on the podcast about. It's such a funny. It's like, you sound sour. <laughs> well, actually, I like sour candy, so so Keanu Reeves. Friend of the podcast. Icon. You know, I mean, we we love him. We're not sure if he loves us back, but that's okay. We're just going to keep sending our love to him. It's unconditional. Our love's unconditional. Yeah, love absolutely. Love back from Keanu. And so he's uh, talking on the podcast, not to us, but to Stephen Colbert. <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, he has some really great things to say about, uh, you know, dealing with fear in a very deep Keanu kind of way. But we're going to start off the podcast talking about Expo Ernie. And Jeremy, you feel like there is a conspiracy involving our little electronic friend? Yes, the conspiracy coming to you live from the Broken Window Flooded Studio is now. 
very nice. That's New West on 1027 The Peak. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy. We got a call uh, from a friend of the show asking about Jack White tickets. We got tickets for Jack White's performance at the Pacific Coliseum on June 7th, and we'll be giving those away with the Triple PQ, the Peak Pen Pop Quiz, at 9.15 this morning. Very fun. I was uh, researching yesterday the most uh, expensive um, music memorabilia ever bought and sold at auction. And, uh, you know, it's like a, a Kurt Cobain guitar, I think is like number one. And then number two on the list after uh, acoustic guitar is a Rolls Royce. Just goes to show, man, memorabilia. It's not really the thing so much as who played it or the context. So it's like Kurt Cobain's MTV unplugged guitar. Number one. Yeah, okay. Number two is John Lennon's 1965 Rolls-Royce Phantom. And it's all decked out. It's all hippie style because it was from the uh, Magical Mystery Tour film. Oh, so it it looks cooler than the average Rolls-Royce from 1965. Well, yeah, those look pretty cool to begin with. But yes, and then, yeah, like, look at it. It's all hippie drawn up with decals and stuff. Okay. I remember seeing this car one time randomly. I was at the uh, Royal BC Museum, and it's just in the lobby. It was in that car was in this the lobby? car, this car, the second most expensive auctioned rock and roll memorabilia in the world is in the Royal BC Museum. It's like in the lobby. Like you just come in to buy your tickets and you're just like, oh, what's this hippie car? And someone will be like, oh, that was John Lennon's car. And you're like, well, that's a random thing to have in Victoria. Anyway, two tickets to the IMAX, please. I want to learn about Willie Mammoth. You know, like that's I walked by it like. Many times. I went to Royal BC, BC Museum many times. Uh, I didn't know a lot about the car. Like, uh, There's a plaque, and I read it once, and I was like, oh, neat. We have a Beatles car in British Columbia. Who owns the car? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Jim Pattison. Jim. Local billionaire. Our boss. Yeah, Jim Pattison. Owns, owns this owns radio, radio station, station. Bought this car in auction. Until the Kurt Cobain uh, guitar, it was number one on the list. He bought it, and then... Was like, well, what's he going to do with the car? Put it in the museum. Well, that's nice. I guess, yeah, that's kind of cool. And here's the thing. Now we're going to conspiracy theory land. So strap in. We're going to go a little Joe Rogan on you guys. I also believe that Jim Patterson has Expo Ernie in his closet. From Expo 86. Why do you think that? Because I've heard things. (laughs) I've heard things. And I want to know. I want to know if Expo Ernie, if... Because... Jim Patterson ran Expo 86 or something. I mean, he was, he was involved. He was, yes, he, he was, was very he was involved. hugely involved. Now, I'm just imagining I am a billionaire. I run Expo 86. I'd probably get to take one or two things, you know, when it's done. Yeah, and you can't take the McDonald's barge. You can't it's take too the bars too big. You know, I can't have the oh, science world gets to have that weird dumb thing. Fine. What do I keep? I'm a billionaire. I can have anything I want in the world. What's the one thing that's super unique? Expo Expo Ernie. Ernie. Where is Expo Ernie? We haven't seen him since the 80s. I I believe he's in Jim Patterson's compound. I believe you, Jeremy. Speed is of the essence. Peak traffic. I'll tell you, get me going on Expo Ernie. And it's like, I got theories. You know, I get in my cups with my buds. And like, oh, here goes Jeremy with Expo Ernie in Jim Patterson's closet. I'm okay, like, he's there. Jeremy, he's I, there. I'm with you. And if we can, if you and I can get into Jim Patterson's closet to look, I will, I. We I, will go on that expedition. Exactly. And I want to join you on that expedition. <laughs> the archaeological dig through Jim Patterson's closet. Yes. I hope that happens one day. Uh, we've got a bunch of text messages about it. This one cryptic from Angie, friend of the show, Angie. I saw it too. 
What did you see, Angie? Yeah, Then another text right after. So just, I saw it too. What does that mean, Angie? Like, did you see Expo Ernie in his closet? What do you mean? What did you see? Then she said, he also took the Saskatchewan Pavilion. What? What and why? And where do you put the Saskatchewan Pavilion? Is that where Expo Ernie is? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, like he probably has an estate, like a compound. Who knows, who knows what sort of artifacts Angie's are Angie's text message is so cryptic. Just give us more <laughs> questions than answers. Yeah. Daryl, then we were talking, of course, about the Rolls, Rolls Royce. This is a true, not conspiracy theory. Uh, Jim Pattison bought uh, John Lennon's Rolls Royce, 1965 Rolls Royce from the uh, Magical Mystery Tour. And it's at the BC Royal, uh, Royal BC Museum. Uh, Daryl says, is, was that Rolls Royce ever in Cloverdale at the little museum there? I imagine it goes on tour. Like, why not, right? It's a car. You can drive it anywhere. Yep. And then Neil just says, hey, still still has his uh, Expo 86 passport. And I do, too. What? Yep. That's how we'll get into Jim Addison's. We'll, like, check out our passport. Look, please, let us in. Let us, let in. us into your closet, Jimmy. I've got six stamps, including the Saskatchewan Pavilion, uh, which is the code. Ah, uh, and that's then he'll let us in. you got to see that stamp. He's like, look, look, Saskatchewan Pavilion. You get right. the nod from the security guard. All right. Guy in the sunglasses. He's like... All right, come, come on in, Karis. Jeremy, stop right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sex. <laughs> you and Neil get to check it out. <laughs> BS. All right, let's talk about traffic and not stupid Expo 86 conspiracy theories. Well, if Keanu Reeves is in the news, you know we're clicking on that story. <laughs> of course. Friend of <laughs> so, the show. So unof- dreamy. Unofficial friend of the show, Keanu Reeves. He's a friend of the show. It's official. Really? By us. Yeah. yeah, I mean, according to us. Yeah. Yeah. And the Matrix Resurrections is just days from being released. It comes out December 22nd, which I do believe is a week from today. Is that correct? Getting close. We were going to have uh, the Danimal talk about it, but we won't be or we'll be on Christmas break. Uh, so, uh, But I know Danimal's going to go see it. We'll make sure we'll just have to like share his take because I think he's quite excited. Yeah, a lot of people are. And it was cool listening to Keanu talk to Colbert, Stephen Colbert, about this particular stunt that Keanu did himself for the movie where he, uh, well, he jumps off a building. What's the craziest thing you, you got to slash had to do? Jump off a building. How big How big of a building we're talking here? 40, I'm going to guess around 46 stories. What? Well, we wanted to do it in the perfect light in, in the morning. And so we did it, I would say, around 19, 20 times. And it made headlines when this happened in, it was shot last year in San Francisco. And, you know, there were some headlines at the time, like, was that Keanu jumping off a 46-story building multiple times? Yes, it was, in fact, him doing his own stunts. And then Colbert was asking him, well, I mean, that's got to be scary, right? You can't think of the fear. You have to get, you have to block that. Not block it, but deal with it, absorb it, and then just be there and do. And that's what we did. (laughs) This is good life advice. Yes. I've had I feel we like do, I and we did. Yeah, like I've had that experience before. You know, you're in a situation where it's scary and you don't you, you feel like what is happening? I've never done this before. I don't understand any of it and it's terrifying. Oh. But then you just kind of have to like 
embrace it and just somehow do. So you've scratch made hollandaise sauce as well. Yes, it's so terrifying. Mother, mother, I got love. It's on 1027 The Peak. We'll get a chance to see Mother, Mother again when they uh, perform with Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you, Brian Adams. Unbelievable. Uh, New Year's Eve, Rogers Arena. Oh, my God. I almost called it GM Place. Uh, with 5440. I still do that, too. I, yeah. I still want to call it the garage. Yeah. I mean, we still could. Yeah. Call it whatever yeah, we want. We could, totally. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. These are phrases that you hear a lot when referring to things that aren't rocket science or brain surgery. But apparently a cognitive test have found a cognitive test has found that brain surgeons and rocket scientists actually score no higher than just the average person. Right on. Yeah. So, you know, we hold the brain surgeons and the rocket scientists up on a pedestal of cognitive ability as being much greater than the rest of us. When actually, according to researchers, uh, they found in Great Britain, uh, the Great British Intelligence Test, that they all actually score about the same. It sounds like a story written by someone who had their application (laughs) to ride the SpaceX rocket denied. And they're like, well, you guys aren't that smart anyway. Uh, Apparently, uh, this test, people were tested in six different aspects of cognition spanning planning and reasoning working memory attention and emotion processing abilities and when you look at all of these things you know we all have our strengths yeah and- i thought that was kind of neat when it said it said uh, uh the british people at least 90 percent of them scored above average in at least one aspect of those things that's kind of cool. Yeah, so you, we have within us strengths and not so strong things, but it's just all different. So if you're only measuring with one category, then, you know, maybe brain surgeons and rocket scientists will be noticeably higher. Yeah. But if you look across many different w- ways of measurement, we're, we've all got smarts it just depends on what specific area you're looking at so the people who you know came up with this study and the results looked at the results they said well maybe instead of using those phrases instead of saying oh well it's not rocket science it should we should say things like it's a walk in the park Uh, yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna take some training but yeah we'll get there yeah that's black pistol fire look alive saying like psycho 69 is that what he's saying that's what it sounds like to me that sounds like a username from like my daughter playing overwatch and we're like why does your friend have a 69 in their username (laughs) and why is it psycho 69 what are you should we be going through your email how old is this person always too young always it's the early show with karis and jeremy 909 and it's going to be a little cloudy, maybe showery again for the rest of the day. We're sort of in this pattern of well, I have 40% chance of showers at some point and maybe over higher elevations, some slush. But really at this, it's probably more like rain from now on. We were talking about this uh, cognitive study earlier that uh, looked at uh, six different aspects of the way we kind of process information. And uh, the study, showed is out of the UK, showed uh, that uh, neuro... Uh, was it neurosurgeons, brain surgeons, 
and uh, um, rocket scientists. Rocket scientists did not score any higher than than most people. They were just kind of in the same sort of vein. Yes. Well, I just was listening to you. I just jumped in the truck and I was listening to you guys talk about uh, intelligent people and whether they're intelligent or, or uh, have a greater IQ than I don't others. Think the study we looked at wasn't necessarily IQ, but it was like cognitive um, ability processing or something. Yeah, it was a cognitive sure. test and they looked at various, they had various different categories that they looked at. Right. So, so just you know, just in thinking about what you guys uh, were talking about, and and uh, you know, I've I've come to, to form my own theories over the years. I'm in I'm in construction. Yeah. Uh, I've built custom homes for a living, and and uh, therefore I work with a very large, wide variety of of people in in different walks of life, uh, in, including you know the, the families that I work with, and. Uh, you know, it's 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 come to sort of baffle me when people sort of say, uh, "Oh well, you know, construction workers are all sort of thick-headed and and don't have the aptitude." It, it, it's it's rather very different in a lot of respects, and and uh, quite interesting. Some of the most intelligent or, or cognitive uh, people with the most uh, cognitive ability in a lot of phases are the guys that you least expect. Except drywallers. Yeah, except for drywallers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come now. No, no. it's just jokes. <laughs> jokes. Construction jokes I've heard from other construction exactly. workers. I would that's never like, say that. You know what? That's like the goalies and the drywallers are <laughs> like, the, come on And the now. drummers. <laughs> exactly. And the drummers. Totally. Don't be, don't be trashing on I them. I would agree with this guy's <laughs> take, though, in general. My brother works. Uh, he's a cabinet maker. And it's like there's a lot of math, a lot, you know. You're doing stuff that oh, okay. uh, is not, and you're doing it on repetition. Yeah, and you know what? There's a lot of there, and also you could measure intelligence in the. I, th- I like this category: emotion processing abilities. You know, there's a level yeah. of intelligence there too. So I think you're absolutely right, and it sort of lines up with what the people who did this study found. Okay, we did it. Yeah, and Jeremy, hollandaise sauce is very scary. Yeah, because to you make whisking, and then you you know, especially if it's your first time, you don't know mm-hmm. how much whisking to do, and you're just like, will no. this ever achieve the consistency that I need? And then it just does, and you're like, I did it, <gasps> I did it. And I mean, to be real for a second, that's definitely how I felt about giving birth the first time. Yeah, you know, embrace the fear. It's just like I don't know what's happening. This is terrifying. I have no idea how to do this. And then, yeah, exactly. And then all it's like, you're like, okay, I'm just going to do this because that's my only option. I don't have an option to like back out at this point. Like it's happening. And then, you know, it's like, oh my God, I got a baby. Yeah, I can relate to you because I made the Honda sauce from Right. It's it's the same thing. Same thing. Very relatable. It's very same because I was like, oh, I can't do this. It's going to separate. But then it didn't. And then I just had sauce. Amazing. Incredible. Just like your children. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was fun, and podcasting's fun, and we're still looking for a corporate sponsor. In the course of that 19-minute podcast, we didn't hear, we hadn't heard back yet about no, a sponsor. Nobody so has got in touch with us. Broken Window Flooded Studio. Yeah, so if you would like to sponsor the Broken Window Flooded Studio uh, yeah, for naming us. Naming rights, naming rights. Yeah, it's pretty big. You can tweet at us. 
at Jeremy underscore Baker or at Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, Hogg, H-O-G-G. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, and give a five-star rating to this uh, program. Uh, so that way it uh, grows and becomes a massive, massive multimedia conglomerate. And you can say that you got in on the ground floor. Just like Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but of a podcast. Mm-hmm. Although more real. We're more real than Bitcoin. Yeah, more real than Bitcoin. And more, you can't get it on the ground floor anymore on Bitcoin. But yeah, you can get it on the ground floor here. You sure can. So we'd like to thank you for taking the time to uh, listen to our radio show that's on 1027 The Peak in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and broadcasting around the world, thepeak.fm, and you find this podcast on thepeak.fm or wherever you find fine podcasts. Uh, we got a couple more left. Let's just be real with you guys. Um, we are not going to podcast over our holidays, probably. <laughs> no. I don't even know if we have the technology, even if we wanted to. I don't think we could. <laughs> no, I don't think we could. I'm going to- We have a process and we have to follow it. Yeah. So instead, I will be bathing in eggnog for a while, which also sounds so delicious. Well, we talked earlier, you need to cut it. That was the problem you're having. Yeah, it's too, I feel like the the problem with store-bought eggnog is it's too sweet. They put too much sugar in it. Scratch made that. Embrace the fear. Okay. I had scratch made eggnog and I still to this day hold it as the standard for eggnog, which I have never come across. I was a child. I went to... One of my parents' work parties around the holidays one year, and I had homemade scratch eggnog. And I thought, well, holy shit. This is what this is supposed to taste like. And then ever since then, you know, I have it in the carton, and I'm like, yeah. It's a facsimile. You know, it is, and it's just too sweet. That's my main problem with it. Yeah, you cut it with milk, right? That's that's the obvious go-to. My wife and I will throw uh, we throw some ice in there if we're doing a cocktail. If we're doing like an eggnog cocktail, you're cutting it with rum. I like it. Which, of course, uh, waters it down a bit. And then uh, and then you put in the ice, just like any cocktail. And that actually melts in there and kind of cuts it Water, down. And makes it really down. cool, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, scratch me eggnog. Just like the hollandaise. Oh, my God. And then the other beauty is uh, we one time we did we scratch made our own Irish cream uh, liqueur. Wow, that really? Was real. That was real. Yeah, that was oh, good. That was good. good for we you. did it as presents one year. Oh. And everyone got like a mason jar. And oh, we, yeah, wow. And a little scratch, get a little Jameson. Jameson was the base. Jameson, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, whiskey? Yep. Irish whiskey was the base. And uh, it was cool. You just, in our case, it wasn't like, at first it's like, oh, we'll save a little money doing this. But yep. we didn't save a ton of money because like the ingredients was... You know, bottled Jameson and all the mason jars and all the decoration stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was still such, like, for people that have everything. Yeah. It was a cool, you know, most, like, adults, every adult I know, I don't need to ever buy them anything. Yeah. I mean, so. you know, in, unless they need um, a carburetor for their vehicle, you know, and you have access to that. Exactly. Like, if you yeah. need a new I, carburetor, like, I do so badly. It's like, well, here, have this. I have one, yeah. Uh, but then it's those things like scratch-made um, you know, uh, Irish cream or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Then those are that can be a fun gift. So it was fun. It was fun to make. Anyway, it came out good. Good for uh, you. I don't remember how to do it. I wish I could give the. Uh, I wish I could give the recipe like your mom's Brussels sprouts. Mm, yes. Speaking of which, if you want to know how to make my mom's Brussels sprouts or braised red cabbage, you can go to the peak FM and click on the early show page. You'll see a picture of Brussels sprouts. That's where you want to go. <laughs> All right, we'll better go because we got to now, uh, the content factory marches on. We got to film a video now. All right. Bye. See ya.
Nothing can kill the Grimace. All right, we're done here.